hey queen how's it going welcome back to the note to self podcast today's episode is a very important one because today's topic is something that almost every single client faces at the start of coaching it's something that crazily enough can actually hinder your progress massively and we sometimes like even let this factor determine whether we are going to stay on top of our goals or throw them away it can drive us to emotionally eat or over restrict and like it can throw a bunch of bloody spanners in the works if we don't understand what's going on. And I don't know why I'm being all cryptic over this topic and like keeping it on a cliffhanger like, ooh, what's it gonna be about? When obviously you already know because you've clicked on the episode title, but today we're gonna chat about scale weight. Now I coach a lot of girls who have a history of like diet club, slimming club backgrounds or just from a background where the scales are the only indicator of progress that mattered. And so it's something that I love coaching my girls to understand a little bit more, but it's a huge hurdle to jump over for some people. And it isn't easy to un- overcome when we spent our entire lives believing that they are the most important thing. They're the only thing that matters. You know, I'm only worthy if I weigh X amount on the scales. But although the scales are a great indicator and a great method, I guess, of tracking long-term progress, sometimes... They actually suck at measuring body fat loss short term. Yeah, we get so bummed out when we hop on the scales one day and it's gone up. And we get so buzzed when we hop on the scales the next day and it's gone down. Like, these fluctuations are not fat loss. So my first question is, like, do you want to lose fat or do you want to lose weight? Because they're very different things. Like, your scales measure a bunch of different things, not just your fat. If you think about it, when you hop on the scales, you're not only measuring, like, your fat mass, You're measuring your non-fat mass as well. So you're measuring, you know, your organs, your freaking, like literally everything else in your body, your skin, everything. Um, But also you might have clothes on. Do you know what I mean? You might be measuring that t-shirt you're wearing. You might be, if you're going to swimming clubs on a bloody Friday night, you might be measuring the amount of poo you've got in your system. You might be measuring the amount of food you've eaten that day, even though most of you don't eat for the whole day. We'll probably come onto that in a second. Um, You know, I, I mean, I know... Okay, I feel like I'm going to get really passionate. I'm not. I'm going to try and keep this like pretty chill because it is, it's just one of those things that gets, people get so frustrated by. And I just want to help you untangle this a little bit more so that you can understand what's going on in your body. And so that you, you can understand that like the scales are not important when it comes to fat loss. Like you might think you want to lose weight, but you really want to lose fat. Sometimes you don't even want either, but that's a topic for another day. And I know that you've spent your entire life thinking that scales are important because every diet you've ever done, you've hopped on the scales as your starting point and then you've measured your weight as you go. You know, if you've been to a diet club, you've hopped on the scales every week and then, you know, you've been celebrated or I guess shouted at if you've, if the scales have gone up or down, you know. And I know, I know, but like, oh, you were the happiest when you were 10 stone, but like you weren't you weren't happy because of whatever number it was, you were happy with how you looked or how you felt or the life that you had back then. So don't attach that number that literally means nothing to anybody except for the ground below you and the ground doesn't care about you. Like don't attach your emotions to that number or don't attach a period of your life to whatever number you were at that at that moment because it wasn't the number. It I, I promise you that right now, it was not the number that made you happy, it was the way that you felt in your body or in your skin or in your life. So why are we so hung up on it? Well, if you're from a slimming club background, you know how I feel about slimming clubs, 
if you're from a slimming club background, you are used to being celebrated for your weight loss. You know, your slimmer of the week lost five pounds. So like, side note, she didn't lose five pounds of fat. She just lost five pounds of like water and poo and probably starved herself for the whole day. Like it's a starving contest. Who can starve themselves the most today before weighing in? Who can have the longest wee or the biggest poo in the community center toilets before weighing in? Like, is that health? Um, don't think so. But yeah, that's a tangent for another day. Let's get back to topic, scale weight. But it's true, you know, especially if you're from that sort of background, you are very, very hung up on the scales because that's the only measure of progress they use. Even if you've gone to PTs in the past, I remember some of my clients when I was first PTing, like six years ago, I would weigh them each week just to see how they're getting on. But I would always kind of caveat that with like, look, but if the scales have gone up, it doesn't mean that you've automatically gained fat. It doesn't mean that necessarily. You know, there's too many other factors that come in. Um, and it, you know, there's, there's so many factors that determine the scales for you, like to be attaching any emotion to them whatsoever. You know, a client messaged me the other day after like strict instructions not to weigh herself because she was getting really hung up on them. And our goal was not really to lose weight. It was more to change body composition, to improve her health because she has a lot of like, health implications should we say that means that actually you know the scale weight is the least important part of this process but we had a chat at the beginning like i do with all of my clients as to whether we're going to do you know weigh-ins or not um, and she decided that it was something she wanted to overcome as part of her journey and so we did couple of weeks in, couple of months in, she was just getting really emotionally affected by them. And so we sacked them off and we just said, look, let's put them away for a month, you know, continue losing centimeters, continue progressing towards our health goals, um, but not weighing ourselves and see how that changes our progress. And she messaged me the other day, even though I told her not to weigh in, um, and she did just hop on the scales just out of curiosity more than anything and people do this all the time and I urge you if someone tells you like if your coach tells you not to hop on the scales don't hop on the scales because it's not worth it like it doesn't matter if, if your coach says it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter but after like you know the fact that she'd lost like 30 odd centimeters this month she had like she was looking leaner she was feeling stronger she was feeling healthier and happier and more confident and then she hopped on and boom, she was gutted, like fully gutted. Like what? Wait a second. So you had all the progress you really wanted. You know, you felt fantastic. You looked great. You had tons more energy, felt happy with progress. You know, friends were complimenting you on how like nice it is to see you eating with them at the cafe rather than just being like, oh, I'll just get a water. You know, you were getting your life back and then you hopped on the scales and all of that came crashing down. And I know that you can relate to this because almost every single one of my clients has had this experience. You know, you see a number that you don't want to see and then you spend the rest of the day doing one of two things. Either overcompensating, lowering calories, making life harder for yourself, making it harder to stick to your calories. So it's actually impossible to stick to. And then you fall off track later in the week because it's too hard. Or you completely give up, go the opposite direction, eat everything in the house because what's the point in dieting anymore when you just work so hard and the scales aren't showing that hard work paying off? Or because you didn't have a poo yet or, I don't know, you ate something a little later in the evening last night. Like, you let the scales dictate your day. You put the number on the scales above how you feel in yourself, which is what it's really all about. 
you fall into the trap of, oh, but the scales aren't moving. So I must be doing something wrong. So you change things up. Nah. All you're doing right there and then when you hop on the scales and it's jumped up or down or wherever it's gone is proving that you are human. Phew. Thank God for that. Like as humans, we have loads of things that affect your scale weight. Water retention affects scale weight. So like, I don't know if you're um, holding a little bit of excess water. Like we, by the way, like our body is made up by so much water. So the scale fluctuations day to day are most likely to be water in in those fluctuations they're most likely to be water fluctuations coming into play stress affects your water retention and therefore affects your scale weight so if you're stressed your scales might jump that's okay because it isn't fat gain or fat loss it's just stress causing water retention causing the scales to like not be your best friend um you know the time of day that you weigh yourself as well like if you weigh yourself in the evening slimming clubbers when you go to your weekly weigh-in and you weigh yourself in the evening, you've either had to starve all day just so that you don't have any excess food volume in your system or, you know, try and like wee out any evidence of water in you. Like, you know, if you weigh yourself in the evening, you're going to have food volume in your system. You're going to have so many other things that come into play that isn't just like a true reflection. Like your scales are very rarely a true reflection of your fat loss there's so many other things that you can do instead um but if you weigh yourself in the morning compared to the evening you'll find that you'll probably weigh heavier in the evenings if you've eaten a meal later at night the night before you might still have food volume in your system in the morning and therefore the scales might be a bit heavier it might be that you have like woken up a little bit earlier this morning you know if you weigh yourself at 6am compared to 9am you might be different it might, it might be that, again, you've got undigested food in your system if you weigh in a little bit earlier. It might be that you have, I don't know, like not had your morning poo yet, like I said. Like little things like that will affect your scale weight. Alcohol affects your scale weight. You know, if you have a big boozy Saturday night with the girls, the next day your scale weight will probably massively decrease because you're dehydrated from the alcohol, but then alcohol can also cause a little bit of like, obviously rehydration, fluid retention, but it can also cause a little bit of bloating as well, which will all affect your scale weight. So then, you know, Sunday might be a big drop in scale weight, but then, and you might like have this little false sense of security, like, oh my God, like I'm actually smashing it. I'm so skinny this morning. And then Monday, boom, your scale weight sparks by a kilo and a half. And you're thinking, oh my God, I've ruined it. My alcohol weekend was the thing that made me gain fat. And it wasn't necessarily the alcohol that made you gain fat. It was just that you're rehydrated from having a big boozer sesh with the girls. Do you know what I mean? Higher carb days also like increase your scale weight. So with basically putting this in the least sciencey science way possible. Um, and I feel like if you're a coach listening to this, like, please just, <laughs> I don't know. No, do you know what? Fudge it. Like, uh, my whole entire job is based around like making things understandable, making things easier to digest for people and like not being like super over, what's the word? Like just using big words, basically. Lol. <laughs> using big, big words is not my full say full stop. But so every gram of carbohydrate that you consume has to carry, imagine each gram of carb has a little backpack on and it has to carry in its backpack three little grams of water as well. Um, three to four usually, but three grams of water in its backpack, right? Every time you have a higher amount of carbs than normal, you're going to increase the amount of water you carry in your body as well. And so, for example, if you've had like, I don't know, 300 grams of carbs one day, you might be carrying over a kilo technically of water. So if your weight spikes after you've had like 
a heavy carb meal the night before, that doesn't mean that carbs make you fat. That doesn't mean that you've gained fat because you ate carbs. It just means that carbohydrates in, you know, if you if you have a lot of them in one go, they're probably going to carry a lot of water retention alongside it. So don't stress the next time you've had maybe a few more carbs than normal and your scale weight spikes the next day. It is not fat. It's physically impossible for it to be fat. Even if you consumed like, I don't know, 10,000 calories or whatever in one day, which like as much as we would all give that a real good go, it's very unlikely that you would do that. Even then, you're still probably not going to be gaining all of that as fat, full stop. Like it takes a while. It takes, it's your fat loss accumulates over time. So day-to-day fluctuations are never fat gain or fat loss overnight. You know, you can't just magically gain five pounds of fat overnight. It just doesn't work like that. Um, so if you've had, I feel like a tangent there, but if you've had a day of higher carbs, um, or even like salt. So if you've had like, say you've had a Chinese, it's really common with like Chinese and McDonald's and things like that, because they have quite a high sodium content. If you've had a large volume or like, I don't know, say you had like a Chinese last night, today, you might be like, what loads heavier on the scales, because you've had higher carbs because Chinese high carbs um well majority of it is a lot of carb and high salt so then the morning you've carried a lot more water therefore your scales are going to jump up but it isn't because you've gained fat from having the Chinese or the McDonald's or whatever it may be it's just because you had a few more carbs or a few more um a little bit more salt than normal um or again if you ate it quite late at night it might just be undigested food volume. So there's so many things that come into to the scale weight. Um, your training can also affect your scale weight as well. So like sometimes say you've trained like, I don't know, like yesterday or the day before or whatever, like that will cause inflammation, which will then cause scale weight gains potentially. Um, and again, it's not like, oh my God, like I went to the gym, so I've gained like five pounds of muscle. Like you haven't, hon. But it does cause inflammation, which can affect your scale weight. Um, and I guess the, the another um, thing that's going to really impact your scale weight is your time of the month as well. Like as females, whew, we're in for a tough ride with, when it comes to scale weight. You're, I don't, maybe I should do a podcast episode on the menstrual cycle. And do let me know if it's something that you would be interested in, like having a full episode about. But your time of the month, because of all the fluctuations, your water retention, like fluid retention, that sort of stuff your scale weight can spike up to 4.5 kg on average. Like, so anywhere between, I think it's 0.4 kg to 4.5 kg, but obviously everyone is totally different and it might might be more for you, it might be less for you. But your scales, imagine hopping on the scales one day and you are 4.5 kilos heavier this week than you were last week. And it's just because you are due on your time of the month. Like, can you imagine the actual, like, emotional breakdown you would face if you weren't aware that that happens like if you just had no idea that it was a that's why it's so important to track your cycle like your time of the month so it's usually kind of week three where that happens so you've got say an average cycle is 28 days can be less can be more but your truest reflection of your scale weight where we don't have all these kind of hormones being in the way and like making us kind of gain um like water retention and that sort of stuff your second week is usually the like chillest do you know what i mean it's usually where you'll get a truer 
reflection of your scale weight obviously minus all of the other things in your life if you're stressed or eating a little bit later or waking up earlier or like all of the other things i've just spoken about but like your week two of your cycle is usually so the day one is the day of your period so the second week usually when you just come off your period like that kind of middle week is usually the truest reflection of your scale weight it's where it's at it's usually at its kind of lowest where things aren't coming into play so much and then like week three or four like the week before your period is usually when you'll get a spike of some sort again sometimes you might not like you might not get any spikes in scale weight at all you might get a bunch you might get that like five odd kilo gain but like think about that the next time you are upset that your scale weight has gone up when actually like it it probably probably most probably most likely most definitely is not fat gain it is literally just one of the many other indicators that determine what your scale weight is at any moment in time and i know it's so easy to give up when you see the scales aren't moving the way you want them to but it's it's so important to look at the other indicators of progress as well and trust that the scales will catch up over time you know they measure trends over time it's it in in fat loss it's not a good idea to be comparing day to day or sometimes even week to week like uh, what i do with a lot of my girls is we'll measure the averages week to week and i'll come on to that in a second but we'll measure your averages in scale weight week to week and then we'll compare them month to month as well so that we know okay well we've actually spiked in weight this week we know that it's because it's our time of the month or because we had a heavy weekend of alcohol because i don't know you've been on holiday or whatever but we're still down from this time last month. So that's a winner. You know, we measure the trends over time. And that's something that's so important to start doing is tracking it as a, as a measurement over time, rather than looking at the day to day and thinking you failed if your scales went up one day or thinking that you've succeeded if your scales went down on the other end of the spectrum. You know, I have clients that have dropped two dress sizes without losing a single pound. No, that's a lie. She would lose a couple of pounds, gain a couple of pounds, lose a couple of pounds, gain a couple of pounds. But from the two photos that we took um, to measure our progress over 16 weeks, she was the exact same weight on the scales, but she was two dress sizes smaller. She was like, oh my God, I can't even remember how many centimetres, but it was like seven, maybe 70 odd, 65 odd centimetres or something. It might be like, might have been like hundred and something. But like, if she was just measuring her weight, not her progress photos, not her energy levels, not her strength in the gym, not the way she felt and the way she looked in photos, you know, all of these things, if she wasn't measuring any of those, she'd be fuming. And to be fair, she was fuming, dipping in and out of the fumingness throughout our journey because she was getting so frustrated that she wasn't losing any weight. And she was like, but Joe, why? And I was like, to be honest, I don't know. Like, there's too many things that come into play. It, like uh, I put a lot of it down to the fact that she was eating more protein, eating more fiber, fibrous foods and things like that. So maybe it was just a bit more food volume. Maybe it was just, you know, maybe it was a little bit of recomp, you know, muscle gain. But more than anything, it's just that sometimes the scales are not going to be your best friend. And that's why, again, it's so important to take other measures of progress to assess how you're getting on that aren't just so you're not putting all your eggs in one basket you know you're not just looking at scale weight and assuming that that's the only thing that matters and i've thought so many times about removing the scales from my coaching because i spend the majority of my time talking to my clients and helping them like see that the scale weight jumps aren't body fat you know the 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 jumps that you're seeing day to day are not body fat 
but removing the scales doesn't actually help you to understand them it doesn't give you that like it doesn't help you overcome the power that they hold over you and if you're if you just like brush it under the carpet or put them in a cupboard lol um for a few weeks then you're not really overcoming that barrier you're not really understanding your scale weight you're just pushing it aside and like it's kind of like when you numb your emotions and you just like I don't know distract yourself from them or push them aside or bottle them up like you're not dealing with that you're not overcoming that you're not facing that head on to help you actually understand it a little bit more so I like to get most of my girls to weigh daily like it sounds excessive but it helps us to find the average it's it's the most accurate way to do it it's the most um effective way to help you overcome it because all of those fluctuations that I spoke about we we can iron those out when we look at the average trend going down over the month you know fat loss is pretty linear but scale weight isn't so when my client goes on a night out and her weight shoots down we don't celebrate it but equally the next day when it shoots up from that rehydration we don't get upset by it because we understand why it's happening and if we'd have just weighed every Monday, for example, it might get really frustrating that that number is always high and it isn't going down. It isn't getting down to where we want it to be. But it's just that, you know, you're rehydrating or, or you've got bloating from the weekend. So where you can, take the average each week from each day. So like weigh yourself every single morning as soon as you wake up, before food, um, after a wee, whatever take that, write it down, and then just divide it by seven. Like take the average from that week. Or if you don't want to do it every single day, at least do it for three consecutive days and take the average from there. So if you wanted to, you could do it like, I don't know, say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or whatever. Find those three numbers, take the average, and then record that, and then compare it week to week and month to month. And if the scales are really affecting your mindset and bumming you out to the point where you are constantly overeating or undereating because of what the scales say, and you just can't get past it, or you're getting so emotionally affected by it that you're really struggling to just stick to your goals because you just get keep getting so disheartened, maybe just take the month away. Take the month off from weighing, keep working towards your goal, use other method, methods of, of monitoring your progress instead. And then weigh three days in a row in a few months time. Or if you even feel like weighing at all, like, and you feel like you need to know that number, like then take it, I don't know, once a month for three days. So I don't know, the first, second and third of each month and then compare it like that. Um, or again, if you're a female and you, you want to find like a bit of an anchor week, because like the best thing that you can do with especially with time of the month if you if you track your cycle then you'll be able to find a an anchor week whether that's week one like the first day of your period which is the easiest to kind of monitor or if you want to do it from like the day you finish your period or whatever and just do three consecutive weigh-ins then like what however you want to do it there's i mean there's a bunch of different ways we kind of find what works with me and my clients but whatever is going to work for you try it like that but I want you to know this, like being a certain number on the scales is not, I repeat, not going to make you happy. Not really. Like if you're seeing, if you're not seeing the number that you want, it can get really frustrating. But that number, whatever number you've literally plucked out of thin air or you've pulled from your, I don't know, previous dieting efforts and said, that's when I was happiest. You were not happy because of that number. You were not happy because of that number. You were happy because of the way that you felt or the way that you 
um, lived your life or the energy that you had from being healthier or happier or more confident in yourself. You know, you were in a better mindset full stop at that point, potentially. There's another, like, I guess, narrative that you might not have even been happy at that point. You just were told, you were telling yourself that you were happy because society you know, told you that this number was a certain number to be or this clothes size or this scale weight or whatever was perfect, you know, for your body. And again, that's not true because you might not be happy at that point. You might be happier, heavier. You don't know. You don't know. But all you need to focus on is how you feel in yourself and how happy and confident you are. And if you're not, great, let's do something about it. But the number's not going to determine that for you. You know, if you're constantly saying, oh, I'll be happy when I weigh this much, you're lying to yourself. You won't be. You absolutely won't be. Yes, of course you can work towards a number like that. You can give yourself targets and it's sometimes helpful to do that, but I never give scale weight targets unless the only exception, the only exception in the whole entire world is my clients that are working towards IVF treatment or surgery for like where you've got to be a certain BMI. That is it. That's the only time we will set a scale weight goal, the only time. Um, or for example, one of my clients was doing a like boxing event and she needed to hit a weight, you know, she needed to cut weight for this event. Um, so unless you're an athlete and you have to cut specifically for a weight or be a certain uh, in a certain weight category, or you are, <clears throat> excuse me, you are like trying to work towards being a certain BMI annoying for, like IVF treatment or for any other kind of surgery or, you know, operation or whatever, then your scale weight is so unimportant. Like, I know that that sucks to hear because everyone's told you differently your entire life, but your scale weight is the least important thing in the entire world. Like, like I said at the beginning, the only, the only thing that cares what you weigh aside from you in your own head is the floorboard underneath you and the floor does not give a fudge what you weigh the floors had heavier things than you on it the floors got better things to worry about than to worry about how much you weigh do you know what i mean floor doesn't care floor literally doesn't care the only person that cares is you and i want you to ask yourself why you care is it because you need to be a certain weight for a weight for a athletic event is it because you are looking to get you know, surgery or treatment or whatever, if it's neither of those things, your scale weight's probably very unimportant, like very unimportant. So just know that. But if you're not seeing the results you want and the number that you want, then here are, I guess, a couple of the things that I do with my girls to help them overcome the scales throughout our coaching. It's like, it's one of my favorite things to do because when it just, when it falls into place, it just falls into place and they go, oh my God, stop. Like, it yeah it's my favorite is it my favorite it's one of the most rewarding parts of coaching it's helping my girls just untangle this like web of needing to feel needing to see a certain number but some things that you can do is take like i've said throughout this it's like take other measures of progress so are you just tracking your scale weight to know how you're getting on or are you looking at how you feel in the clothes that you're wearing are you looking at what you see in the mirror? Are you um, measuring your like waist circumference or just taking full body measurements? Like I do with my girls, I do shoulders, arms, chest, waist, belly button, hips, thighs, and calves. 
just because it's good to get an overall view of where we're at you know you might you might be bloated one day so if you're just taking a waist measurement for example which i know a lot of group programs do and a lot of um coaches just take waist measurements or even just waist bust and hips if you're taking your waist bust and hips guess what affects your waist bust and hip measurements sometimes your time of the month so if you're a female and those are the only measurements you're taking it might be a worth just kind of knowing that okay well i'm on my i'm due on my period and i know that my bust is going to increase slightly my waist is going to be increased from bloating and my hips might increase as well like those things again will affect your like measure of progress so what i would definitely definitely do is take full body measurements and then assess them again with your like time of the month and just check, you know, where you're at. Because if your measurements have gone up, there's no need to panic. And again, like taking one measure of progress and keeping that as like gospel is just not ideal because there are too many things that come into play with all of these things. Even when you look at yourself in the mirror, your mind can tell you one week that you are an absolute goddess and that you look stunning and that you're a total fire emoji. The next week you could look in the mirror and be like, oh my God, you are literally an obese whale. Like who the fudge are you? Do you know what I mean? Like even your mind can play tricks on you. Even your mind isn't a perfect indicator of progress. So yeah, that's one thing that I would say is make sure you're taking multiple measures of progress, progress photos, measuring your strength at the gym, measuring your fitness levels. You know, can you run for the bus today faster than you could before? You know, one of my clients texted me the other day saying non-scale victory a lot. I just ran for the, oh, I think it was a train. She was like, I just ran for the train to go and jump on it. Before that, two months ago, I'd have just not. I'd have just been like, well, I'm going to miss that. So I'm just going to get the next one and be late for work. Like, But she was like, Joe, I ran for the train. That is a big deal for me. And that is such a good like measure of progress that doesn't involve the scales. It doesn't involve how you look. It doesn't involve anything aside from just like, wow, do you know what? I felt like I could do it. I was fit enough to do it and I bloody did it. So yeah, take other measures of progress. And um, we can talk about that in another episode if you would like to. Another thing that you can do is like weigh in kilos if you usually weigh in stone. So loads of uh, people usually weigh in stone and pounds because again, swimming clubs weigh in stone and pounds. Like we've been told, you know, oh, you should be X amount of stone or whatever. Oh, I've lost five pounds or like drop six pounds in a week and all this. Like everyone talks about pounds and stone. So, so many of us don't know what kg is. Like, you will know, oh, I want to be eight stone, or I want to be 10 stone, or I want to be 15 stone, like whatever it is, you always have that number and it's always in stone. I've never, not once, had a client come to me and say, I want to be 65 kg. Because what does that even mean? Do you know what that is? I don't know what that is. Like, nobody knows what that really is. Like, who cares? And so it, it takes away, especially when you've got these stone brackets and things like that. So if you're measuring a stone, you're like, oh, I just want to be in the lower stone bracket. It's like when you're measuring kgs, you have much less of that because the numbers are like 60 or like 59 or 80 and 79 or whatever. It doesn't like it doesn't really mean anything. It's like, okay, well, I dropped a kilo. What does that even mean? Like, what even is a kilo? Who knows? Like, it, it just kind of takes the emotion away from it a little bit because you're measuring in a number that you're not sure of. Like, I don't know. You know how like when we're baking, right? That's the queen of not knowing how to cook. But say if you're baking and a recipe is like, oh, use one cup. We go into panic mode. We're like, what the, what the hell is a cup? We're like, give me it in millimeters, mate. Milliliters, sorry. Like, give me it in that, mate. Like, don't, what are you doing? Cup? What, 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 what sort of cup? A mug? A, a teacup? Like, what are you talking about? 
And so we have we have no idea. So we just go, well, what the bloody hell is that? And we sit there for ages on Google trying to figure out how much a cup of flour is in like grams. Do you know what I mean? It's the same with your scale weight. If you're used to measuring in stone and pounds, start measuring in kilos. If you're used to measuring in kilos, maybe start measuring in stone. Like just switch it up so that you don't know really what the number is so that you don't get so hung up on it because it's really easy to. And please please, please, because my clients sometimes do this. And whenever they do, it sends them into a complete like backwards mode of like, oh my God, like what's going on? I can't believe I weigh this much. Do not convert it. Whatever you do, you don't need to. You don't need to. You got this new little method now. You got kgs to figure out. You don't want to be converting that back to stone and find out that it's not going like as, as far as you want it to, or you, you haven't lost five stone yet. Don't convert it. Keep trusting the process. Keep focusing on how you feel. And if you want to measure your scale weight, measure it in a different format to what you've been measuring before. Really helpful tip that I do with a lot of my girls. Also, make sure you are weighing in the morning if you are going to weigh. Um, so like I said, either weigh three times a week, uh, like consecutive days out of the week, or weigh daily and record that and then take the average and weigh every time, weigh in the morning before food after a wee. Do not weigh yourself after eating. Do not weigh yourself, I don't know, after training. Like before you've had a poo, if you need a poo, you know, things like that. Don't do it at a time when you know other factors are going to be more of a of a factor than, you know, they usually are. So if you've just, and in fact, it might be worth doing it just to prove that scale weight doesn't mean anything. You know, it might be worth you hopping on the scales before you have a poo and then hopping on the scales after you've had a poo. You see that that, I don't know, whatever it was, kilo, I don't know, I've never done it, so I don't know how much a poo weighs. <laughs> but like do it after that and see okay do you know what I just dropped a kilo brilliant news it means it wasn't fat that I've just pooed out like who knew who knew um you know weigh yourself after drinking two liters of water and see how much weight you gain on the scales and it helps to prove that you are not um you know that you're you're not losing or gaining fat in this short amount of time it's just the scales doing their thing and measuring all of the contents of your body not just your fat mass um, so yeah, always weigh in the mornings if you're going to weigh at all. I would keep the scales in the same place as well because different flooring, different locations do change um, the way that your scales are. So like if you, for example, I've stopped weighing myself because there's nowhere in my house that I can put it where it can stay there. Most people have like bathrooms. <laughs> Not that I don't have a bathroom, but like most people have a place where they can put it. And it's usually in the bathroom or something. My bathroom's like a wet room, so I can't really do that. So I was putting it in the utility room, but it's kind of annoying because like every time I want to go to the fridge, which is like often, I have to move the scales out of the way. And then obviously that affects when you hop on them the next because they might not be in exactly the same place. Even when I have tried to line it up with a tile or something, it still doesn't give the same reading every time I hop on it. So that's one thing I would say is for the most accurate version, keep it in the exact same place, way in the mornings um before you've eaten food and don't take them away with you if you go on holiday or like if you go to a hotel or something worst thing you can do like waste of time waste of space in your suitcase you know what i mean you've got better things to put in there like snacks so chuck the scales away um and i guess that's like the last point is like if they really really are bumming you out and they're really messing with your head and you really can't move past it chuck them off a cliff simple like 
you you know right now that you don't have to weigh yourself to know whether you are doing well on your fat loss journey. You've got so many other things you can prioritize and focus on and look into when it comes to your fat loss. Um, so if they're really upsetting you and you really just aren't getting on with them and they're putting a Debbie Downer on your life, then check them away. You don't need them. You can focus on the other indicators of progress. You can focus on how you feel instead. So yeah, those are a couple of the tips that I do with my girls pretty much every week, every day, whatever, um, to help them overcome the scales. And I guess I just, I'm going to wrap it up because I feel like this is probably quite a long episode, but hopefully this helped a little bit. I, I just, I want you to really, really, really understand and save this podcast episode for the future, for the next time you get bummed out by the scales um, or get bogged down by them. Feel free to share this to your story if you think that it would help somebody else. But I just, I need you to know that the scales do not determine your worth. They don't tell you whether you're feeling more energized or you're making healthier lifestyle changes or you're becoming more confident. You know, they don't tell you how much stronger you're getting in the gym or how much easier it is to pick your kids up and run around with them in the park. You know, the scales are just one of many ways to determine trends in fat loss over time. And once you can realize this and understand these fluctuations and understand that it isn't, fat going up or down it's much easier to incorporate them into your life as just another measure of progress you know they lose their power over you and you can start making real progress as soon as you find as soon as you understand them a little bit more rather than just being ruled by that number every day so yeah long story short scale weight sucks sometimes (laughs) and there's so many things that come into play um, that it is unhelpful for you and your goal to be like using them as the only thing that determines whether you have a great day or a shit day. Um, so the next time you hop on the scales tomorrow morning, don't get bogged down by whatever the number is, write it down. It's just a number and then move on with your day as normal. Continue sticking to the goals that you set yourself, continue working hard to feel great about yourself and stop letting a number that literally has no impact on your life whatsoever, stop letting that rule your entire day. Anyway, I hope this helped. Um, I hope the sound quality was okay. Again, I'm using my AirPods, but feel free to review this podcast if you found it helpful. Um, If you are new here and you have found me through my podcast, which I know a couple of people have done, so that is so exciting and crazy to know. Um, But if you have found me through there, then feel free to follow me on Instagram. I am Thrive with Jojo on Insta. Um, And if you've got any questions or anything like that, feel free to email me at info at trainwithjo.com. But aside from that, I will let you crack on with your life. Go and have the best week ever. And I'll chat to you soon, Queen.